Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Tuesday, December 8th. Yeah, there's a lot going on in the pro tennis world. The ATP Challenger action in 2020 coming to a close on Sunday. We still have a few more ITF events on the 2020 calendar, and of course, all of us are wondering when the 2021 ATP and WTA seasons are going to begin. But on today's podcast, we're going to throw all of that aside because as you listeners know, here at Cracked Rackets, we have a a particular affinity for college tennis, and Monday was dominated by the college tennis world as we had the Division I men's and women's ITA kickoff weekend drafts, and joining me to recap those drafts, the two other members of our Crack Rackets College Tennis Holy Trinity. Let's start where we always start. You know him as your favorite writer on our website, a former four-star recruit, and rocking his Baylor colors today, it's Matt the Cracks to Koyak. Matty, welcome back to the mini break podcast what did you think of today's draft oh man it was a good one it uh it worked out exactly the way that I was hoping for and I think Chris would probably agree with me there um I had to do a little bit of double duty I mean I was working right and I'm trying to track everything and I'm keeping up with the draft and you know I got my phone and I got my computer going but uh yeah no I I definitely had to tune in and, and watch the selections um, it was a ton of fun. I just I was kind of hoping that Coach Denton at Texas A&M could have uh, sped his pick up just a little bit for me. Um, but that's all right. I'll, I might see him in Ann Arbor. So it's all good. Yeah, oh, we will get to comments from the coaching box at some point in this podcast because I have many insights to share. I got some funny messages. I agree with you. One thing we learned, can we speed up the phone connections in Texas A&M for both the men and the women? I think they spent a total of like 40 minutes on those two picks. Baylor had to drag their feet a little bit. I'm sure TC, uh, excuse me, I'm sure Texas TCU were waiting. They, were, they found out 30 minutes later, David Roditi, that Wake Forest was coming to his region. He's like, God, we got to figure our stuff out. But yeah, it was exactly what we were looking for. All of the drama, all of the intrigue, all of the suspense, some surprises. Uh, that's, of course, what we wanted, and we got that. And, of course, joining us to talk about all of that, the third member of our Holy Trinity. You know him as the forefather of the College Tennis Ranks formula. Predictions never far from the listed UTR. One of the many dames to root for the Liberty Flames. Lover of Almond Joys. Lover of Mothers. The Professor. But most importantly, the Snitch. It's Chris Hallioris. Chris, welcome back to the mini break. I know you enjoyed yourself an ITA kickoff draft Monday. Oh, I mean, what, what more could you ask for? Totally destroy all our brackets in the first 20 minutes. Uh, you know, all the surprises <laughs> that, that popped up and, you know, going back to these code, like, what were you thinking? Uh, more, selfishly, <laughs> like, more selfishly, what were you thinking? You killed my bracket. But, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. No, it was, the hot. The highlight of my day, Coach Denton texts me, I think maybe 12 seconds after the Texas A&M pick comes in and goes, you got what you wanted. And I was like, this isn't what I wanted. I was like, I, I'm pretty sure I was like, please don't do this, Coach. And of course, he did right away. But you mentioned our brackets. Going to throw this right out of the way. Westoff, give me that winner sound effect, please, because even when you account for my first pick of Stanford, it's your boy, Alex Gruskin, coming up with the most accurate selections you 
you want to throw in the fact that I got Stanford right this morning going to NC State, that I got Florida right going uh, elsewhere, that I got Texas A&M going to Michigan, you can throw those three bonus picks on top as well. That intel coming in right before the draft begun. But fellas, 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 it's a low point for both of you. Maddie. I see you shaking your head. Yeah, you know what, Gruskin? Your intel that you get five minutes before the draft doesn't count. That has nothing to do with our mock draft that we did last weekend. So I don't want to hear it, okay? You can get all that intel you want. The only pick that I really care about is where Baylor ended up selecting. Guess what? I chose that one correctly. So um, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Uh, I... I did have an exchange. Again, we'll get there. Uh, we'll talk about the moment when Baylor made their selection. We'll talk about those 10 minutes. We'll talk about all of it on today's podcast. Of course, I have to remind all of you listeners before we get rocking and rolling that the reason we are able to do this day in, day out, not only because of the incredible support we get from you listeners, from our Patreon family, but of course, from our friends at Midwest Sports and Aero Bar. We live by a motto here. Look good, feel good, play good. You're going to look good by finding all the equipment you need at MidwestSports.com. You're going to feel Feel good by turning to the only tennis-specific energy bar in the business with Aero Bar, and then you're going to play good. And then, of course, is the Cracked Rackets difference. Go to MidwestSports.com. Use that promo code CR15. Go to AeroBar.com. Use that promo code Cracked15. All right, fellas. With that in mind, let's talk about this ITA kickoff weekend draft, and let's start in chronological order. Let's go with the biggest moments of the draft. We'll talk about our surprises. We'll give some predictions at the end. Also want to talk a little bit about the women's kickoff draft because I know we both have a couple of takes we want to spar back and forth. But I think the place this conversation has to start is the intel I received a few minutes before the draft started. And look, it was the biggest question mark going into the mock draft. It was the biggest question everyone asked us, every coach uh, that we spoke with, Chris, every player. And the question was, where was Stanford going to go with that first pick? And of course, on our College Contender Series, which all of you can listen to on the Great Shot podcast feed, we uh, have Stanford as the number eight preseason team, I believe, in our rankings. We broke down why they are one of those teams with such high upside, given they bring in the number one recruiting class in the nation, given that they bring back Geller, Rothstart, Srihar. They've got a stacked roster. And the question we were all wondering, given the fact that we are trying to play this event in a global pandemic, given the different rules governing so many of these schools, how would geography play a factor in this one? What would happen uh, to Stanford? Would they be forced to go to uh, USC and stay local? Would they choose to go to Texas, which of course is playing outdoors, but still they lose Edo, they lose Siskard. It's a very open opportunity for the Cardinal. And of course they prefer to play outdoors as they're rarely, if ever, playing indoors at Stanford or Would there be no travel restrictions? Would they make the decision to go to NC State, play the Wolfpack, get some early reps on the indoor hard courts? They chose option C, and it started the draft off on an absolute shocking note. None of us in the end having, I believe, Stanford going to NC State. That was the decision we heard, and yes, I did have some lake-breaking information. You don't want to count that in the predictions. Fine, but... I mean, the second that happened, Chris, I want to go to you first. You could throw everything else out the window, right? Not really. I mean, so so here's the deal. Yes, we didn't really see it coming, but Maddie and I, and and I, and granted, you're you're bored. And the reason I don't think it killed necessarily your board, uh, even though we we kind of 
forced you to take uh, you know USC on the off chance that they were geographically bound. But Maddie and I both kind of thought, uh, even though we had them going to, to NC State, that the first three picks were going to get split across what were arguably the three regions people were going to pick on the most, being NC State, Texas, and Michigan. We just didn't see the right order. But those three regions did split the picks. To me, the bigger surprise and the thing that busted us up completely was the pick after that, and that was Wake going to TCU and not staying at home and going to NC State. Because I think, you know, Stanford going to NC State with Florida and A&M following and still splitting up those three sites of NC State, Texas, and Michigan, we had three teams in those three sites, maybe not in the right, you know, the right ones in the right places, but, you know, not that big a deal. It was, to me, it was the Wake thing that killed us. And Maddie, I'll say this, maybe we're just lucky that Wake did that because had Wake actually gone to NC State like we thought they were going to do, Tennessee was going to Michigan, uh, you know, or, or had, yeah, had A&M not, had A&M not gone to Michigan, Tennessee was going to go there. And then Matt Groskin would have got another pick right, for God's sake. Uh, but the, <laughs> <laughs> we certainly didn't need that, but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, t- to me, wake was a little more surprising. No, I didn't see the NC state thing because, and I still don't get, I mean, right now I still don't get it. Why do you go to NC state play indoors and you're going to play a good, I mean, you're going to play a good Tennessee team that plays a lot indoors first and then play NC state or old miss granted. You will be the favorite in that, in, in that regional, but not as big a favorite as you would have been had you picked Texas to start. I mean, Tex- Texas, you're far and away outdoors. You're going to be the heavy favorite there. Yeah, and it's not as though Stanford even had to look at the down the barrel of, okay, well, Florida kind of went there as well, so now I have to be afraid of that. No, Stanford had the first pick. I agree with you, and that's why we all thought they were going to go to Texas, as you mentioned, Chris, because it was outdoors, and now you look at that region in Raleigh, and we always knew that was going to be the loaded region, but you've got NC State taking on Ole Miss. We'll talk about that in a second. You look at this Stanford-Tennessee matchup. Tennessee with a power UTR of right around 80, so they're right there. Stanford's at 82. Now, Stanford will be favored in all six single flights, but it's not a blowout at the bottom half of the lineup, right? There should be some really good matches throughout it. Tennessee's certainly going to have to take that doubles point, but there's definitely a pathway to four points. You look for Stanford now, though, you know, you compare them to Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a power UTR of 78. You compare them to NC State. NC State also a 78. Yes, they're the favorite, but yeah, it's indoors. And, you know, again, Maddie, Curious your reaction to this. Your coach Goldstein, no travel restrictions. Where do you go? Yeah, well, you go where I picked him in my mock draft, which is Texas. I mean, I think <laughs> this. I think this worked out beautiful for Florida, right? I mean, I think Florida is absolutely <laughs> loving it right now. The fact that they get to go to Austin, they get to play outdoors. I mean, they match up with an Oklahoma State team, which I fully expect them to win that match. Like. Florida, to me, is looking like a super solid favorite. Where Stanford, yeah, they have to match up with Tennessee indoors on the Wolfpack's courts. Only four courts, right? So you can't even play your five and six guys right away in that match. I mean, I still like Stanford to come out of there. I really do. But I think there could be some tricky, tricky matches with Tennessee and then, you know, possibly NC State or Ole Miss in that second match. So, 
I I don't know. I mean, I considered it, right? I mean, when we were talking about our mock drafts, yeah, of course, you know, we thought about, about hey, should we put Stanford in Raleigh? But did it really make sense? I mean, forget about the geography, right? I mean, take USC out of the equation. Just have them go wherever they want to. I still feel like they may have been better off in Austin. I, I just, I do, because you look at this for Florida and Coach Shaw, I mean, they have to be loving it. I love their chances in Austin. Yeah, I think that's a really, really good point. You talk about it. Florida versus Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State in 80, Power 6 UTR. Florida in 81, but Florida would be favored in five of the six singles flights. You look Florida versus Texas, and you know, we've given Texas a lot of grief. They're not going to be bad. They're still going to be a very, very good team, and they've got Michael Braswell, who I believe is the freshman coming in with the highest UTR on their team. They were so young last season, and so, you know, there's still that room for growth, but there's no doubt. I I completely agree with you, Maddie. Florida comes out of this licking their chops, and, you know, uh, Chris is shaking his head. I think, Chris, you're still upset just because Stump threw you for such a freaking uh, ride. He was just like, we're going to Michigan. No, we're going to Chapel Hill. No, we're actually going to go to Columbus. I'm shaking my head because you're talking about a Florida-Texas final, and I think we're going to see a Florida-Arizona final. Oh! <laughs> there he is. There he is. That's oh. why. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And again, to follow the order here, so Stanford goes to Raleigh, Florida goes to Austin, A&M, and talking to Coach Denton, we talked about it, he said the choice for them is going to be, do we want to be the three at Austin probably, or the two in Ann Arbor is going to be that early rematch with Florida or early rematch with Michigan. They ended up choosing that Ann Arbor route. Now, maybe they regret it down the road. We'll get there in a second. But as you mentioned, Chris, the next inflection point in this draft Wake Forest. And look, we talked to many of the same people, but every indication out of uh, out of Wake Forest uh, was that the Demon Deacons would be heading to Raleigh, regardless of who went there second. Now, I think their, their calculus was that it would be Florida going to Raleigh, and that it would be Stanford going to Texas, and then it would be NC State, Stan- uh, NC State Florida, Wake Forest, and a fourth team. That calculus quickly changed, and we were texting in our group thread, and not to use this term in, in terminology, but just the nomenclature, uh, is Tony Bresky going to blink? And he did. He blinked. And look, having chatted with him, having chatted with so many of these coaches, the respect level for this Stanford roster is awfully high. But, I mean, Matt, you're our ACC correspondent. Wake Forest making the decision to go to TCU. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. I love it. Absolutely love it. If you're a Wake fan, I think it's a great decision. Bresky's smart enough, guys, to know I don't want to take that Stanford match right out of the box. Regardless if it's indoors, outdoors, I mean, I think it was a fantastic move and the correct choice. I really do. I mean, you look at the Fort Worth region, Wake's going to play Oklahoma, right? I mean, that Wake is a heavy heavy favorite in that matchup and then they're going to play TCU for a shot to go to indoors I I like that matchup as well even though it's on TCU's courts indoors I like Wake I think Coach Bresky made a fantastic decision we just didn't see it playing out this way but with the way that it kind of broke down Stanford Florida A&M that was the best choice that he had left and I think they're going to come out of that region well done same same question to you Chris yeah, I think we got played, Gruskin. That's what I think. 
we we pretty I mean we thought we were gonna split the first three picks to to Texas, Michigan, and, and NC State. And regardless of so so the only question really is was Bresky going to TCU all along no. because he knew it would be open, or did he blink because it was Stanford? Maddie yes. says no. I say yes because you're telling me, Maddie, that he said, Oh, Stanford's there, I don't want to go. Had Florida been there. I'm fine after yes. getting whacked by Florida last year. No yeah, way. I am. I think so. I think I bet if it was Florida, I bet he stays. I bet he stays if it was Florida. That's a, you, we'll have to we'll have to ask him that question. I think we got played. I think he was going to TCU all along and just didn't want to let on. But who knows? You could be right, Chris. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I mean, I I know nothing. That's just what I think. Just based on matching up the squads. Florida on those indoor courts at NC State, I mean, four courts, I, w- I would have liked Wake there heavy. If it was Florida instead of Stanford, if I was Bresky, I probably would have I probably would have chose Raleigh. Yeah. And maybe that was the difference for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it, it, the thing that surprised, or I think the thing we all thought in, or I should say you guys thought and you cajoled me into thinking is that TCU was a tier higher than Michigan. That TCU kind of, maybe not quite in the Ohio State, UNC, USC tier, but in its own tier in terms of the seven hosts, it goes the bottom three, them, and then the top three. What this told me was that TCU... You know, TCU is a lot closer to the Michigan, NC State, Texas tier in that this Ohio State, USC, UNC tier, uh, clearly the top three, or at least in terms of host sites, we'll, again, we'll get to uh, the fourth team we probably also include in that tier as well uh, in a little bit. But yeah, I mean, Wake Forest... Look, you compare them to TCU, and the problem for both of these teams, and in particular, and I was texting with Coach Bresky today, and I was like, Coach, we have your A team ranked this in our preseason poll. We have your B team ranked 15th. So we can interview you about either one. You know, it really comes down to whatever you'd like to hear. And and I also told him, by the way, the over-under for Barbotzer matches we set at four and a half during the regular season. So you tell us whether you think he's going to play uh, more or less than that. But look, compared to uh, TCU by simply UTR, uh, it's pretty much, you know, they're both power six is 81, but you look at the depth, Wake Forest just a little bit better, and they would be favored at the two through six positions. Of course, that presumes Barbotzer's playing two, I think we can all say. It's pretty safe to say he will be playing number one singles. It's also crazy in their power six UTR, and we talked about it this uh, a little bit earlier, maybe this was off mic, but in their power six, neither Sid Banthia nor Tahabadi, no Rizart Kungu, none of them in the lineup by their power six. That's freaking crazy. That just shows how many freaking options Coach Bresky has for him. And again, that is a matchup I think all of us can be excited for. Wake Forest making that decision to go down to Fort Worth. Then things after that pick, I would say, went fairly stable. You know, Tennessee uh, goes to, oh, maybe not, Chris. I mean, you're our SEC expert. Tennessee, Ole Miss, both going to NC State. Did that surprise you at all? No, Tennessee for sure was, I thought, was going to go to NC State. And I was, you know, and I, and I was, I was talking to, to Coach Spencer as those picks were being made. And I think, I don't think he thought Tennessee was going to take them, but I thought Tennessee at that point, given the board they were looking at, I think Tennessee thought, yeah, I mean, to me, it was maybe a toss up in terms of what's going to be best for them. So I think they, they chose the, the closer option and, 
and chose to go to NC State. And, and you know, by, so here's the other thing I think that you, in the back of your mind, if you need a tiebreaker, it's the fact that if any, if any teams are going to end up having to pull out of this, Stanford's one of them. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you're looking at, if you're looking at, hey, do I want to go take on, you know, Texas A&M? I see them enough. Uh, I, I, you know, Stanford's got two freshmen. It's indoors, not their best, you know, not the best for them. Yeah, why not? I mean, and plus, as you've heard so many of these coaches say, hey, let, let's just play the good teams. You got to beat the good teams if you want to show you're one of those teams. So I don't think they were, you know, they weren't afraid, weren't going to back down from the Stanford team. So I think that was the right pick. And then, yeah, Ole Miss following it up. Um, I could have seen Ole Miss uh, going down potentially to, uh, to say, Fort Worth uh, or, uh, you know, or e- even Austin. But I definitely don't think they wanted to probably play TCU. Not really all that fond of probably playing Florida. So uh, they look at it as, yeah, let's get, let's get an NC State match, which is going to be a really good heads-up match. And if we can get through it, then we're fighting somebody for a title. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think that's going to be a really fun region, Maddie. If you can't travel up to Ann Arbor, uh, you obviously, and if they allow you, you go check out that region at Raleigh, because certainly those are going to be four fun matches. But, you know, after that, things went fairly chalk. And Chris, you're welcome. Maddie and I talk you into having UCF go out to USC. That's exactly what ends up happening. Coach Roddick taking the journey out there, followed immediately. And shout out to you, Coach Billy Martin, who was like, you know what? It. We're going to USC. We don't need an extra second. Lock that pick in. That's exactly what happens. They lock that bad boy in. Uh, quickest pick of the draft goes to you, Coach Martin. So bravo to that. And then, you know, again, two things we got correct. Duke, South Carolina, both going to UNC. Iowa going to Ohio State. We thought that might happen. Texas Tech going to Ohio State was not exactly something we saw. But at that point for them, it was go be the four seed at Texas. Go be the three seed at TCU or make that decision. Play Iowa. Give yourself a shot there to, you know, make the round of 16. Maybe something happens against Ohio State. But after that, we get to... <sighs> we get to crunch time. Let's, let's, let's we get to the three funks. Right, Chris, State? give me two minutes on Texas Tech. Why, why Ohio State? I mean, okay, granted, yes, you're going to go play Iowa, a match you think like maybe you feel like it's a winnable match there. But if you're trying to go and maybe get out, you're not beating Ohio State at Ohio State. I mean, very few teams are going to do that. Okay. Texas Tech is not one of those teams that's even going to have a but, chance to do that. But at that point, you look at their options, right? What was available at the board? They could have played Texas Texas A&M. No, yeah, but it's right there. Yeah, but they're going to see Texas already. And I think something we did see from some of these coaches is it's just going to be nice to have a built-in chance to play out-of-conference matches, to make yourself uncomfortable. For Stanford to go play indoors, I love that decision from Coach Goldstein because it's like, when else are they going to have a shot to play indoors before the national indoors begin? And if you're Texas Tech, yeah, you're right, like— are you going to win that Ohio? First of all, you got to win the Iowa match, and Coach Wilson and the Hawkeyes are going to be ready for that indoors. But get wins. Wins matter. Ranked wins matter. They have a really good opportunity to get the win over Iowa. I just I'm not sure what the other option would have been there. Yeah, I'm, well, in my mind, it would have been Texas. But you can't. You're yeah. you're right in terms of uh, an end of season. What's it mean for them for NCAA's? Sure, they're if 
if you beat Iowa, that's a good ranked win. Iowa will be a good team, uh, so you'll get a, a decent ranked win out of that. And a loss to Ohio State's not going to hurt at all because they're going to be a top five team. So, uh, so sure, maybe that's the case, and maybe it's more potentially damning if you go to Texas because if you if you go and you end up playing Texas in that first match and you lose, that's a loss that actually hurts. Uh, you know, uh, and then you and then then you end up having to play. Uh, you know, uh, an Oklahoma state or a Florida, and you're probably going to lose that match too. So, so yeah, may, I mean, I don't know how much of that went into the thought. I just thought, yeah, it's so easy to stay at home, go to Texas, feel like you got a good shot to get a win there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously they, they chose as you kind of thought, maybe they, you know, maybe they would and went to Ohio state, but I, that was a little surprise, but yeah, let, let's proceed to the really fun stuff now. Well, no, Maddie. I see you have a comment. What would you add to that Texas Tech pick? Well, I was just going to say they, they're going to play Texas twice at a minimum this year, yeah. home and away for sure. Like they probably looked at that and said, do we really want to freaking play Texas again? We're already going to play them at, at Austin. You know, they're going to play them in Lubbock. So I, I just think they probably looked at that and said, you know what? Let's switch it up. Let's mix it up. Let's go play an indoor team in Iowa, in Columbus. We're going to have a chance to maybe win that match. And, and you know, they're not – I don't think they – they didn't select it, obviously, thinking, yeah, we're going to come out of here. We're going to national indoors. I mean, because that's not going to happen. They're not beating Ohio State. None of those three teams are going into Columbus and are going to beat Ohio State. So I think the goal was just to maybe play, you know, in Iowa, an indoor team – Get a win, see if you can, and then just go from there. Like Chris mentioned, losing to Ohio State isn't going to cost them anything. Yeah, I agree. I agree with both of you. Uh, I think they definitely had narrow choices. And, yeah, you know, again, it'll be fun to watch that Iowa match. That's one of the most fun first-round matches. But probably the most fun first-round match and the most depressing moment of today's draft. Let's talk about it. And, you know, just to set the scene— I talked about, you know, the fact that Coach Denton texts me immediately after saying, you got your wish. I had talked about it on the mock draft. Maddie, both you and I had this scenario of Baylor going to Ann Arbor. We had Coach Woodson on our preview show for the mock draft, and I gave him the double middle finger in reference to him even thinking about going to Michigan. I'm sorry, Coach Steinberg. I'm sorry, Fenty. I'm sorry, Styler, Beatty, Johnston. This one's on me, and... It starts, here's why I'm so depressed, because you get to pick number 25, and there were still two spots open at Michigan, and I tweeted it out, I had gamed it all out, no matter what, it really did seem like Baylor was coming to Michigan. And then Pepperdine happens, and Pepperdine decides, hey, we're going to go be the number three seed in Ann Arbor. We just, we really want the opportunity to meet Alex in person, get on the podcast, you know, sneak a little FaceTime in there. So we'll get some press in Michigan. Uh, and I text both of you. I'm going nuts. I'm like, I can't believe this. Pepperdine delivered us the gift. Baylor doesn't want to play Michigan first round. They're going to go be the three at TCU, or they're going to go be somewhere else, do something, or be the four at Texas. Excuse me, not the three at TCU. They're going to go be the four at Texas. They're going to want to stay in state, play outdoors. You know, they are less afraid of Michigan and Texas A&M indoors than they are of Florida outdoors, uh, or they are more afraid, excuse me, of those two indoors than Florida outdoors. And then the pick keeps going. And then we're five minutes in, and I'm like, oh, no. 
They're thinking about it. They're weighing Ann Arbor. They're looking at the options because that's what it came down to, really, Chris, right? They were either going to be the four seed at Texas, play Texas and Florida, and that's what the choice was. Are you more afraid of Florida outdoors than you are of A&M and Michigan indoors? And I already texted this, and I love you, Coach Woodson. I love you, Baylor. Fuck you guys. You had to do this to me. I'll be Ann Arbor bound. Chris, take it away. Well, first, yeah, I, I just I loved the sequence between you, me, and Maddie in, in the text. You know, first we get the all caps Pepperdine, my guys, because they choose Ann Arbor, <laughs> leave Texas open, and Gruskin. And I mean, at that point, you're thinking there is no way they're not going to Texas with Texas open. That's an easy first rounder, and then they then they take their chances after that. And then all of a sudden, silence, silence, silence on the next test. Next text in the thread, Baylor for continuing to consider Ann Arbor, <laughs> which is clearly what they're doing. And then the pick comes, and of course, it's Ann Arbor. So, but uh, yeah, I was uh, literally, I, I was very surprised. In hindsight, uh, maybe I shouldn't have been. I was very surprised Pepperdine chose to go to Ann Arbor instead of choosing to go to Texas. I thought they would go go to Texas say, hey, we got a very good shot at knocking Texas off. Then we're in the championship match, probably against Florida. As it is, they go to they go to Ann Arbor. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I'm immediately texting Coach Shackley, like, what the heck are you thinking, man? But, you know, I think in hindsight, they were looking at it like, hey, we're not, we're not going anywhere to try to win one match. We're going to win the whole thing. And if you think you got a chance to win the whole thing, they, I think they felt like their chances were better there than they were going to try to play uh, Texas and potentially Florida at, outdoors. But, yeah, I I just thought it was absolutely – I couldn't believe Pepperdine passed on Texas and even more shocked that Baylor passed on Texas. But to the point you just made, they're probably already playing them twice. Why go there a third time? Well, here's what this tells me is that – Baylor wants that number one seed come NCAAs, and that maybe there is a gap. You know, for Baylor to win this national indoors, they're going to have to beat five top ten teams. They're going to have to beat A and M, or they're going to have to beat Michigan. They're probably going to have to beat A and M, and then they're going to face top ten schools once they get to the national indoors exclusively. And look, yeah, to be the best, you want to beat the best. I love it. If it wasn't Michigan, replace Michigan with Ohio State or just any other name in the draw. I'd be amped. I'd be like, this region is sick. But obviously, it hurts a little bit, Maddie. and I see you shaking your head. I tried to box you out as long as possible. I think it's your time to shine. Yeah, man. I mean, this is just beautiful. I mean, this is exactly what I wanted. You know that Coach Woodson listened to our mock draft pod, right? So he knew what I had said, and and he made the right choice here. I think this is fantastic. I mean, to go, like, to start the season off in Ann Arbor, you're going to play a Michigan team. That's a great indoor team. Baylor's not scared of anybody. I mean, we I think we got that sense from Coach when we talked to him the other day. They don't care who they're playing. I mean, they would have gone anywhere and showed up confident. And and like you said, Gruskin, I mean, to be the best, you got to beat the best. And that's kind of the attitude of these guys. I mean, I've been talking to Nick a lot recently. They just want to win, man. I mean, they don't care who they're playing, where they're playing, when they're playing. They want to play good teams, and they want to they whoop up on some people. So, 
I think it was a great choice. They're probably going to play Michigan, you know, A&M. A couple of great matches to go to indoors. I like everything about it. I just hope I can go. Uh, I hope you can too. Dr. Gruskin giving us the green light. She says, Maddie, you can take Alex's room. You can take any of my brother's room. You can take the master bedroom. Chris, it's an exclusive. You got to be under 30 policy. I'm sorry. My parents are like, yeah, if you have a friend over 30, they can get a hotel room. Um, and I'm like, <laughs> no, but no, it's, it's Chris. In the house. Is that what it is? <laughs> no, you know, they're like, he could stay in Nick's room. I'm like, oh, yeah, that that's a good that's a good move. I like that. No, Chris, you know you're more than welcome. My mom's going to get mad at me for saying that. She's going to be like, Alex, of course Chris is welcome. Like, don't you dare not offer Chris our household when he's coming to our home state. I'm like, sorry, Mom. Yes, of course, you're, you're both invited. You know, my mom will be – she'll actually be so. Oh, my God, Alex, they're both going to – the college tennis, holy trinity. Um, she'll be very – yeah, she'll be hey, but so let's, excited. let's talk about this matchup for a minute minute though Gruskin honestly right (laughs) oh back up in in all seriousness I think one through three at least one and two are going to be interesting right Fenty and Styler are we've already talked about them right on our preview podcast for Michigan they're really good indoor players and I think that could be a lot of fun where Michigan is going to lose this dual match I believe is just the depth man four through six is going to be heavily heavily favored to Baylor um and doubles could be tremendous I think both teams have awesome awesome doubles guys that could really be a fun doubles point but I mean I just think even really probably three through six is just so skewed in favor of Baylor that's where they're going to end up winning this match but the top couple of courts could be fun Here's what's got to happen, and Chris, you can be the final judge on this. It's got to go, we, we, sorry, Michigan wins doubles, Fenty wins at one single, Styler wins at two singles, so just the two best players on the court. And then Johnston's probably going to have to more bullish someone. He's going to have to give him that funky spin. It's probably going to be a young man by the name of Nick Stokowiak who's like, what the hell? I have never seen someone hit a two-handed swinging volley back on the backhand side before. Um... But yeah, like that's the thing. So let's say they even win doubles, win one, win two. It's like, okay, but that's not even where Baylor's at its best. Like the real difficulty is getting one of the matches from three through six. And I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Like I do think A&M could sweep the top three and maybe win doubles. Like I think A&M could absolutely advance out of the region. But Chris, your reaction to this region, just your initial thoughts. Well, I mean, first of all, I mean, it has to be the most fun region just because the Baylor-Michigan first round, uh, you know, I don't even care what the final is. I want to see that match right there. (laughs) And and I think it has that match. Sure, you could make an argument that Baylor goes in there and just walks away. I don't think that happens. I think there's a very good chance that Michigan still holds home court advantage and can win the match. Like Maddie said, they're going to be favored down low. And I think I think the play, if you're Coach Steinberg, is obviously you, you have to win doubles. You're going to try to count on Fenty and Styler at home being able to win. And you sandbag with Maloney and put him down low. That's, oh, that's I thought you were going to say play him at three and then play Seymour at four. And no, just really no chance. I put I put Maloney like six or six. seven. Yeah, and and even if I have to like put them out and then just pull guys, whatever you know, or put them at six, you, somehow you get them down at the bottom. 
and you set it up so that he's, you know, depending on, since you have no idea what Baylor's going to submit, you don't want him playing, you know, Nick if Baylor happens to submit Nick at six. So then you pull somebody to put him up to five. But, you know, who knows what you, you know, who knows what Baylor's going to submit? You don't know. Uh, but yeah, I really, I think that's, that's the key is, is maybe because he's been playing well, you try to get that, that fourth point out of him. But yeah, I, we'll see if there's any sort of gamesmanship going on in the lineups, but I, you know, clearly on paper, Baylor's got to be a favorite. I don't think they're a hugely heavy favorite. It's still a very, very good match. Uh, but you know, Michigan's great on their home courts. I, I'm not going to, I'm not ruling them out for the, for a minute. Only thing I would add left is that people forget Nick Beattie's the best college tennis player in the world in the month of January. You know, that's a staple. We learned that lesson from the little bit we saw in 2020. Matty, I'll give you the final word on this region. Yeah, it's, it's going to be so much fun, man. I just, I really hope I can get there. I mean, all four teams, you know, Pepperdine being there is interesting to see them. I haven't seen them play live in so long. I mean, I would love to check them out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, man. I mean, Baylor, Michigan, that is exactly, if you would have asked me, who do you want to play? Who do you want to match up with in the kickoff weekend? You know, that's where I had them. Just, just go back and watch the mock draft. And you'll know. Uh, I got what the I same, wanted. The same thing I did to Woodson, I'm doing to you right now, Stokowiak. <laughs> Double no, birds know, at the camera. Just That's fine. Unbelievable. That's fine. Yeah, no. The only thing, and I'm going to ask Westoff to violin this joke out, but... <laughs> uh, but anyways, we can move on now. Uh, again, after that... Northwestern, a little bit surprising. They go to UNC. Figured Virginia was going to end up there still. Obviously, there's a 10% chance our Crack Rackets crew ends up there to watch uh, the Cats in action. Your last picks of the draft, Virginia goes to OSU, Cal to USC, Oklahoma, TCU, Denver, TCU, Arizona, Texas. Shout out to you, by the way, Chris, nailing that Alabama choosing to pass pick. That's exactly what happened. And that was your ITA kickoff weekend draft for the men's side. Now, uh, again, before before we get to predictions, before we talk about the women's, just quickly, any final surprises? Anything we missed? Let's start with you, Chris. Well, since since you've taken all the credit for beating us, I will have to say <laughs> only one of us got a perfect region, Gruskin. Uh, was it was it, was it the Cal- was it the USC one? <laughs> it was. So I do have yeah. to give you, Maddie, half the credit <laughs> for my perfect region. You talked me into moving UCF there after I initially picked UCF to go somewhere else. And then you guys were like, are you sure that I'm like, all right, you talked me into it. I'm putting them out in USC. And indeed that's where they go. And it ends up giving me the, uh, the perfect region out there, but no, I, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we had to expect the unexpected. You knew it was going to happen somewhere and, and probably, probably throws everything off at that point, but it was just a lot of fun. A lot of fun to watch and and really my my biggest take is that i kind of like this 20 uh you know 2018 seven pod format as opposed to the bigger one just because of the more competitive matches right off the bat you know i, I think when they announced it i thought ah oh, that stinks we don't get to see some of the mid-majors that we normally get to see getting in but after watching this all play out i i really really like it 
counterpoint round of 16 day at the national indoors is maybe the best day in the college tennis season when you have all these teams on site the 16 best teams in the country and you're just like oh but i do agree with you there i mean i actually really am looking forward to usc ucf like i think that'll be a really fun match and i want to see what central florida has in the goods Chapel Hill, Columbus, will I watch more than 10 minutes of those regions? Probably not. I mean, it's hilarious. Come to me five years ago, and if you were like, Ohio State plays Virginia round one, I would have driven to Columbus. I would have been there on the first, you know, first car ride, first plane, first train, whatever method necessary. I would have swam there, would have run there, would have done what I had to do. But no, I mean, overall, I would say six out of the eight really, really enticing regions. And even seven and eight should be a lot of fun as well. Maddie, your final thoughts on the biggest surprises. Yeah, I mean, I just want to watch all these matches, to be completely honest. I think they're all going to be fantastic. I mean, it's going to give us a really good idea, guys, because this is, I mean, this is really going to be the first time that we get to see these teams against all the other top teams, right? I mean, there may be a couple of cupcakes, you know, before the the kickoff weekend, but I just think we're going to learn a lot about who showed up ready to play, who's still struggling, who ate too much over the holidays, you know, just all of these little things that we're going to find out. I think it's going to be very telling. And it's like Chris said, having like half the teams, it's just like, man, I mean, there is no, like you're not easing into anything whatsoever. I mean, every single one of these teams has to be ready from the first day. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I just hope I can watch some of this live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Hopefully again, we just get all of the action as well. Uh, but with that in mind, let's quickly talk about the women's side. I want to just recap what happened because again, I think this went pretty straightforward as well. Uh, geography did not play the biggest role and it was really exciting to see in that first women's draft. No team that agreed to play the indoors ended up passing. Of course, there were teams that had passed prior, you know, no Georgia this year, no Florida this year, but you look at these regions and look, when you look at the women's college tennis landscape heading into this season, in my opinion, having called the national indoors last year and we get so many of these players back, it's UNC, UCLA, than everyone else. I just think the UNC team I saw last year was the best women's college tennis team I have ever seen. And I know the Jennifer Brady playing three singles teams for UCLA and some of those Florida teams and obviously some of those Stanford teams have all been really, really good. But I mean, McKenna Jones was number one in the country her junior year. She played five singles legitimately for the Tar Heels last year at the National Indoors. Allie Sanford's been a top 10 player. She was playing six singles. She might not play for them this year. Uh, You look at who they get, you know, people staying away from their region, people staying away from UCLA. You also notice people staying away from Texas, who brought in the number one recruiting class in the country. And then the biggest takeaway, Chris Pepperdine, unafraid of Stanford. And with, I believe what was, I want to say the third pick in the draft, they elect to go there. Now you say Pepperdine should be on the same tier as North Carolina and UCLA. Make the case. I'm, I'm always willing to listen to why you're wrong. Yeah, I love you. I, you know, we we had a little a, a little preview before we started the pod when Gruskin gave the same take of it's it's North Carolina, UCLA, and everyone else. And I said, Gruskin, you're leaving out the team that should be right up there. Okay, I will give you that indoors. You got to put North yeah. Carolina one, but if it's not indoors and just talking teams and tiers, 
Pepperdine's right there, if not above North Carolina. Look, they get a transfer in from Ohio. Oh, above you're a crazy. A transfer in from Ohio State. You've still got Ashley Leahy. You've still got Jessica Faya. You've still got the rest of that team. I mean, it's ridiculous. They have a crazy good roster, and I know that you've got, you know, McKenna Jones playing five or six who used to play one, and you, and then you run through uh, Alexa Graham, Sarah Davitilla, Cameron Mora, who's probably going to, you know, who's like the two UTR on the team and probably playing five or four or something ridiculous. Yeah. But Pepperdine's just as ridiculous. So I got your back pair. We're not letting Gruskin talk <laughs> about your team like this. We're going Pepperdine, man. And and absolutely, Pepperdine is walking away with that Stanford region. They have no fear of walking into Stanford and playing. It was They're not going to travel when they can just go right there, win the region, and go to indoors. Oh, you're so wrong, Chris. And look, first of all, when you bring back Michaela Gordon, when you have the Gucci woman, when you have – I forget the name of their freshman from last year – tall, lengthy – uh, she was really, really good. But Stanford's obviously able to play with anyone. They they fear nothing. And the fact that that match is outdoors, they're probably happy about that as well. But, again, North Carolina-UCLA, that UCLA top three, Bolton, Hart, Forbes, they can ball. They are so, 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 so good. And I think there's a pretty clear top six in women's college tennis this year, at least at the D1 level. North Carolina, UCLA, as I mentioned. Then Pepperdine, Texas. I really like NC State. They were so good last year. They're top three. They bring back everyone. Smith, Rogers. I'm forgetting a name. I apologize. Uh, But they were really, really solid last year. I think... Uh, that they belong in that tier. And then I think probably Florida State belongs in that tier as well, although they are not playing this event. Oh, and Georgia. I can't believe I forgot about Georgia and maybe my favorite women's player in the country and Katarina Jokic. Um, but yeah, I thought this draft was really fun. Virginia's a dangerous team. That Duke or that Atlanta regional, Georgia Tech, Duke, Michigan, South Carolina, that's freaking stacked. Um, just can't, my Wolverines just can't catch a break in any of these regions, but should be a really fun event. Maddie, I apologize. We boxed you out. Anything you want Add. you guys are crazy man i'm not going to get in between your argument over north carolina pepperdine all i'm going to say is shout out to abby forbes man ucla raleigh north carolina coming out of <laughs> my territory uh to play for ucla so i hope they do well um you know they're obviously at home outdoors i think that sets up really well they have a, a fairly easy uh, region, I think. People wanted to, to stay away from, from Los Angeles and UCLA. So, yeah, when it comes down to it, yeah, we'll see. I mean, always North Carolina indoors. That's that's the thing. We're talking about national indoors here, right, guys? Not the year-end NCAAs that's going to be played outdoors. So, yeah, I, I think Pepperdine's going to be great, but, God, that UNC team indoors, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. Well, then with that in mind, let's do one last thing on this podcast, the thing we have to do whenever we have some sort of mock draft like this. we got to give predictions, or excuse me, a draft like this. It's no longer a mock. It's real life. And we're going to do this rapid-fire edition because we have plenty more weeks to talk about the action. I'm sure we'll do a full preview as we approach. But I am just going to go region to region. I'm going to ask you guys to give me your predictions. We will go back, write these down, and much like we did in the mock draft, see who does best at the end. 
end. So Westoff, give me some sort of prediction sound effect, some sort of running clock, and let's rock and roll. All right, let's start with the women's side. Again, I'm just going to name the region. You guys tell me who you think is going to end up winning. North Carolina. Chris, oh. Oh, and go Matt, go Matt, then Chris for all of these. North Carolina, Matt. Yeah, UNC. Chris? Ditto. Yeah, Agreed. No I think we, we all agree UCLA, right, Matt? Yep. yep. Chris? Yep. Texas, yes? I'm taking Texas. Yep, Texas. All right, Columbus Regional, my first upset. I'm going to take Virginia. Maddie, who do you have? Yeah, I was leaning Virginia as well. That's yeah, not even really nice upset. fresh. Not yeah, even it, Virginia. Yeah. Virginia. All right, two potential Virginia-Ohio State matchups, men's and women's. Gotta love to see that. All right, next region. I think we can tell Chris is going Pepperdine. I'm going to lean Pepperdine as well. What says you, Maddie? Yep, I'll go Pepperdine. Yeah, it's the depth. Leahy and Fakuda were two of the best players, plus Jessica Faia. I apologize if I butchered that pronunciation. She's outstanding as well. Give me the waves. All right, I'm taking NC State in Raleigh. What says you, Matt? Uh, yes, Wolfpack in Raleigh. No question. Chris? Yeah, absolutely. All right, now it's Atlanta time. I'm just going to wear the bias on my sleeve. If you could see me on video, you know I'm in our Cracked Rackets garage. It's freezing in here. Thus, I'm wearing my Wolverine coat. Go blue. Give me Michigan. What say you, Maddie? Go Duke. Blue Devils. Chris, we're going to go three different picks here? No, no chance we're going three different picks, but I'm trying to figure out if Michigan's going to win a single match. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding there. But no, there's no no doubt Duke's coming out of that region. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are probably right. All right, let's move over now to the men's side. And again, we're going to do this rapid fire edition. Let's start in LA, USC region. I'm taking the Trojans. What say you, Maddie? Yep, agreed. Trojans. Chris, we- if we didn't pick the Trojans, you'd tell Macy anyways, but you're taking the Trojans? <laughs> 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 oh man yeah yeah absolutely love you coach macy alex doesn't but yeah. i do go through <laughs> <laughs> yeah three trojans i agree all right i think we can all agree carolina i'm not even gonna go to you guys uh, there wait, um wait 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 i'm thinking uh, i may <laughs> uh, all right screw it now nah. unc yeah <laughs> good <laughs> Agreed. All right, let's go to Texas now. Probably first upset in the books. I'm going to go with the Gators. I don't think Arizona beats Texas. I do like these young Longhorns. I think next season, two years from now, is when they're really going to thrive. But give me the Gators. Matty? Yeah, for sure. Florida. Chris? Yeah, Florida wins. And, and, And I was, you know, more for effect than anything calling the Arizona upset earlier. I actually think whoever wins the doubles point in that Arizona Texas match wins. It'll be really tight in singles between them. Uh, but I still think Florida beats Oklahoma State a much. We have not given the Cowboys much uh, much credit here. They got Henrik Korsgaard transferring from Virginia Tech, a, a big upgrade to that lineup. They will be a very – that's bumped them up a level. They will be right behind Baylor and TCU in, uh, in the Big 12 this year. I still don't think they get by Florida. But it, would it completely shock me if they did? No, but I would be surprised. I think Florida comes out. Yeah, I agree with you there. Well, all right, we're going to save the best for last, so we'll circle back to Ann Arbor in a moment. Let's go next to Columbus. Buckeyes, we all agree? Unanimous? Uh, wait, wait, wait. Um, go who's? Go who's? 
Nah, all right. No, nah, no. Nah. Buckeyes, you're right. Chris, Buckeyes. you love Brett Macy. Texas Tech, Red Raiders, come on. They're there on uh, a silver platter. Pick them. Well, except Danny Whitehead doesn't even follow me, and Todd Petty won't respond. <laughs> so. Go Buckeyes. Leave that in, Westoff. If nothing else comes out of that podcast, leave that in. Oh, that's great. All right. Next, we will go to. Yeah, exactly. Next, we will go to Raleigh, North Carolina. NC State, Stanford, Tennessee, Ole Miss. Really fun one as well. Let's start with you, Maddie. Who you got? Yeah, this this is interesting. I'm going to stick with the team that I'm really high on this year. I'm going to pick the Cardinal. And I'm going to go with Stanford, but I don't know if it'll be super smooth. I think there could be a couple of bumps. The Volunteers could present some problems. Maybe the Wolfpack or Ole Miss in the second round, but I'm sticking with Stanford for sure. Yeah, I like that pick. Chris, you're going to have to pick against two SEC teams. Yeah, I know that's tough for you. Who you got? Yeah, well, it's not hard. Pick against Ole Miss. Sorry, Devin, but uh, um, <laughs> but no, I love I, I I love I love both of those teams. But I'm with Maddie. I mean, we I I'm really high on Stanford. I can't get away from it. But would I be shocked if they lost to Tennessee? Not totally shocked. Would I be shocked if they won that, played NC State and lost to NC State? Not totally either. I mean, the hell they played a good match last year, but they've got a couple new guys, so clearly they're going to be the favorites. Uh, so I got to go with Stanford. Kyle Spencer coming on the Cracked Interviews podcast tomorrow at noon, Chris. Don't forget, that was how I gave you a little reminder there. Um, Look, four indoor courts against Tennessee. If Tennessee can come out of that, you know, still alive. They don't even have to be up, just still alive. And you have two young Stanford players on the courts at five and six. Now things start to get really interesting. I really like NC State as well. I don't want to pick against Alexis Galerno, and that team got off to such a hot start last season. They have some unfinished business. But everyone fears the Cardinal. Coaches, players, you two, the amount of deference they've gotten. If they lose, I will be shocked. And so with that in mind, for the sake of accuracy, I normally would be a contrarian here. I think I have to go Stanford, and I cannot wait to see what they've got. Next, we go to Fort Worth. Love you, Oklahoma. Love you, Denver. But I think we're all looking forward to that TCU-Wake Forest match. Maddie, who you got? Yeah, this I, this may be my ACC bias coming out a little bit. But I just, as soon as I saw Coach Bresky pick Fort Worth, I said, yep, he did it again. Mm-hmm. I'm picking the Deeks. I got <laughs> Wake Forest coming out of there. I do. I, I believe that was a good selection and in, in that Wake Forest will come out of there. Notably, an indoor region, Chris. With that in mind, your pick. Yeah, we we all know how high I was on TCU last year. Uh, as a group, we are all probably equally high this year uh, on Wake Forest, just because of the depth in that roster. Uh, now, how good your number ten guy is isn't going to win you a match when only six of them play. But that being said, TCU not traditionally the indoor team we heard the interview with coach Roditi where he said hey how can you not want to play indoors with that famba serve and etc etc but i'm still gonna have to take wake i can't get away from it 
No Botzer, no Banthia, no Nava. Wake Forest is probably still the favorite in Austin. They're probably still I one maybe the favorite here in Fort Worth. I mean, again, they have that much depth. It's crazy. And look, I love Coach Rodidi. I agree. We are all in on the TCU bandwagon. But the team I had, like number three all season long and just fell in love with at the National Indoors was this Wake Forest team. And it just... This match is indoors, and to me, that's the difference. And so I hate agreeing with you guys across the board, and we have months to change our picks, fortunately, but I'm going to go Wake Forest as well. I think they're the team to beat in that region. We will talk about that match again more as we get closer to it. All right. It's game time. <laughs> Here we go. That moment you've been waiting we, for. Matt and Chris get, have an excuse. To, yeah, an excuse to hurt my feelings, both of you. Let's start with Maddie. Your shirt is very indicative of which way you're leaning. Sick'em Bears. <laughs> Simple as that? Simple as that? Simple as that. Sick'em Bears. Uh, there it is. Chris, give me the pick. I mean, come on. I'm the SEC guy. Let's go Aggies. Oh, I love it. I wow. love it. I love it. I love it. I look forward to the flip-flopping in a month. Look. I offered Coach Woodson today. I said, hey, you know, since you guys are in Ann Arbor, the number one college town in all of the country, why don't you let me give you a tour of the town? Why don't you let me take you guys out the night before? Maybe I'll take the guys that are eligible out to Rick's or Skeep's or maybe even just Charlie's and we can sit around the table, enjoy a couple of fish bowls. I was like, at a minimum, let's load up on Mr. Spots. Let's do our thing. Chris, you got to experience Mr. Spots. You know that's the perfect pregame meal for this roster. I'll get them 12 dozen freaking boneless wings just for them to freaking enjoy whatever that was yeah oh (laughs) i'll do it all i'm happy to uh here's the thing i love i love that the wolverines get to play as underdog because that's the role they knew best from last season when they have the chip on their shoulder when they're not the favorites that's when this team is most dangerous and i was a little bit worried that they would be i don't want to say cocky but too confident. You don't want to come out too confident just because you had all of this success last year. But Baylor's so good. <laughs> They're so, so good. But if you think I'm picking against the Wolverines, you haven't been listening to the show for the past six weeks. If I'm going to get all this sh- from coaches accusing me of Michigan bias, then God damn it, I'm going to be biased towards Michigan. Give me my Wolverines to pull off the upset. The fact that Chris started off when we were talking about that region with, I don't think Baylor is the prohibitive favorite, probably my happiest moment of this podcast. Give me the Wolverines. I'm saying it now. It's doubles. It's seem, uh, it's doubles. It's Fenty. It's Styler. And it's Maloney with the clinch. But Beattie's going to be up as well. An early shock for the Bears. Don't test my boys in Ann Arbor. Just kidding. I actually think Baylor's going to win, but I'm going to stick with the Michigan pick just for the sake of appearances. Anyways. I told you. Chris, Chris, don't you just love how he builds that in? <laughs> now he's got two picks. I hate to tell you, Gruskin, you can have them both because A&M's winning. <laughs> No, I'll stick with Michigan. I'll stick with Michigan. Give me the Wolverines. I'll eat my words later on down the road. Actually, you know what? Give me the waves. Go Pepperdine, baby. They are going to – no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Maddie and I will agree to let you have the field. So you can have Michigan and Pepperdine. I'm I'm down with that. I'm okay with that. 
Yeah, that's yeah, Matt perfect. Well, give you both Michigan and Pepperdine. We get A and M and Baylor. <laughs> they don't believe in us. Well, you know, funny enough, my former coach Ed Nagel started out first two years at Pepperdine, then transferred to Michigan, so that feels fitting for me. But again, we will talk so much more about this kickoff draft later on over the next six weeks. A huge shout out once again has to go to the ITA team for pulling this off. Another huge shout out has to go to Slam Tennis. I mean, what Shannon is doing over there, it, I speak for all of us. It makes the college tennis world a better place. So shout out to him uh, for again facilitating the draft boards for helping to facilitate our mock draft all of the above and of course we are so looking forward to getting into this college tennis season of course i will remind all of you listeners if you missed any of the action be sure to go check out the website crackedrackets.com twitter instagram facebook youtube we are at cracked rackets you want to message me directly i'm at great shot pod shout out as always to our super producers max Fligner and daniel westoff for the of an editing job they do day in day out shout out of course as well to our friends at midwest sports and aerobar go to midwestsports.com use that promo code cr15 go to aerobar.com use that promo code crack 30 so you can start looking good feeling good and ultimately playing good on the court with that in mind want to give you guys the final words first matt then chris your final thoughts on this kickoff weekend draft fantastic uh kickoff draft uh it was it was awesome and and really i'm just i'm looking so forward to to watching these matches i mean the draft is great now we know where everybody's going so we got you know a little over a month month and a half to to talk about all of this stuff but um i i can't wait for january to be honest i i just can't wait to see you sitting across the dinner table from my dad mr gruskin and go so matt matt Tell me more. I can't wait for that as well. I cannot wait for that as well. I'm ready for that. Oh, you get an insight. You're going to be like, I get it now. I'm like, oh, that's where you get the bullshitting from, from your dad. That's where you get the relentless passion and enthusiasm to succeed from, from your mom. I get it now. Um, so you'll get the full insight into that. Uh, Chris, your final thoughts as well? Uh, echo what Maddie said. Can't wait to see this all play out in January. And, and all I can say is I hope, Gruskin, that – we uh, a we get fans allowed and or b well that we still get to go and do the play-by-play commentary as we did last year because I am so looking forward to that in, to the indoor finals uh, w- with these teams this year. I didn't even want to say it out loud, Chris, but from your mouth to God's ears, seriously, let's hope that is the case. And again, to all the coaches, players, everyone who corresponded with us to make this possible, thank you so much. It just shows how much fun we can have with college tennis. And we don't know when the Pro Tour is going to come back, but I promise you, tennis fans, college tennis is going to live up to the hype in the month of January. You will not be missing anything. But with that in mind, for my wonderful co-hosts, Matt the Cracks, the Koyak, Chris Halioris, our super producers, Fliegner and Westoff, our friends at Midwest Sports and Aerobar, and all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Because we've been doing so many great shot podcasts lately, I will remind you both that this is a mini break episode. But with that in mind, fellas, what do we tell our listeners? That's a break. That's a break. And we will see you all tomorrow. Thanks, everyone.